Blog Talk Radio. Ponesia Sea Islands one more again. So glad that I wanted to tune in to We Show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This year, the head from the party of the Gullah Geechee Nation and the horses for this year, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. This year, the Queen Quet. So glad for they back from Centel down and right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation so that we had a show and general more chance for get together, for get upliftment to the living legacy and the pay ancestral homage. So it's so glad that this year evening we dedicate this year program to all them from Freedom Summer. All the Gullah Geechee were going down into the deep south back of Yona in 1964 when a fight for we people lay bodies there and think on the line and think like a daddy. And rather was, we want to dedicate this year program to Sydney, the people like Agnes Sherman, Virginia Green. We want to dedicate them to Mr. Sherman. All them were going on, were be there when Heritage Day were first started upon Centel Island and things like that. And they've been part of them, all their heirs and things like that. Even Miss Edith Sumter and all them who've been to work with the Pen Club and things like that. For make sure, say, Heritage Day been going going on, going on, and going on. So this year, then, we won't. Give one moment of silence for all of these who done day in the realm of the ancestors. Ashe, 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 thank God may rest his soul. We're so glad to see them, that we the day after another successful Heritage Day celebration in Tel Nala, and we grind forward from this young thing like that. 
we won't thank God for all the children who come here and bless up we punts and tell them last week and things like that. Oh, it's been a time, yeah. Great God, children, y'all in for snow. Then since then, I've been done going, you know, to Sandy Island of the road. Then from there, going Baltimore and things like that. And then come back, y'all, and think for day, y'all, this year, day, for having a chance for crack my teeth with honey, children. We know it's been a few weeks and things like that since you're getting me up on the air and plenty of my gully get your TV people that wonder what is going on and things like that because you only see a lead show in a month or so. But guess what? We have plenty of show about to come on the air all kind of day, every day and thing like that, leading on through the Regalagichi Sea Island Coalition anniversary. We figure we celebrate this year, we this year, and thing like that, for make Hunter to know, say, we still got him to grind on. And Hunter know if Hunter deal with me, Hunter grind know what a grind on. Y'all know that, honey. Okay, then. For all the rest of children who ain't know how to talk about, grind on to Gullagichi.tv. www.gullagichi.tv and tune in and Hunter on stand. Me to crack my teeth, bowl, and things like that. But that coming up, and rather what we want to thank you, thank you to all the new members who joined the Gullagichi Sea Island Coalition this year, and things like that. For y'all who ain't done join, go to gullagichi.net or send an email to we at g u l l g e e c o at aol.com. Now, we want other rest of people all around the world and things like that who does. Listen up to this your program and thing like that. Go on, Scott. We talk hundred thousand people done the edit this year. Then Reddit was the one where to watch Gullagichi TV and thing like that. We we over two hundred thousand people done watch that Yeti where we the crack we teeth about pun there. Done meet people all around the world and place done tell me say they to watch the show, they tune into the show and thing like that. So thank you, thank you to all hundred children. We're so glad for all of y'all were blessed up we and things like that. Reddit was we over twelve thousand fans from the Gullagichi Nation Facebook fan page. So if Hunter ain't done did it, please go on and fan we at Facebook, Gullagichi Nation. And if Hunter did it on Twitter and Instagram, follow me at Gullagichi. We most of 1,500 from the Twitter, and I ain't know how much of people we got from the Instagram because I ain't been on there in a little while, but we the going back from there because we got plenty of other pictures and things from all these your celebration what on take place were coming up on Instagram once we form together. You know, we ain't like for try up dry pictures and things like that. We make nice collage and things for Hunter children to look fun and see we and things. So you see, we still live in, still live in the culture and all and things like that. And so glad for all who gee something during the archive month last month. And we got plenty of things we working on from now to the end of the year in the Gullah Geechee Alke Bulan archive. We'll put the thing together in the archive. The only one but the in the world dedicated to we Gullah Geechee history, heritage, and culture. And we the try for whole whole them. So now, let me crack my teeth like a little chest for the other rest of the turn and notice your tall tall. Here it is that we are in the midst of the Gullah Geechee Nation, still holding on to the Gullah Geechee Alke Bulan archive, which I founded. And this is Queen Quet Chiefess and head of state for the Gullah Geechee Nation and the founder of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. As we progress toward December 20th, which will be the anniversary of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that started back in 1996, we have the only archive in the world totally dedicated to Gullah Geechee history, heritage, and culture. And we will have a celebration of the anniversary of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition at one of our partnering institutions, Penn Center, on Saturday, December the 20th this year. December 21st is the official anniversary, but we will be having our celebration Saturday, December 20th. The doors will open at 3.30, and then the watch night 
Gullah Freedom, come. History musical presentation featuring Day Clean the African Spirit and the members of the Gullah Connection will begin at 4 o'clock. We will be there from 4 to 6. We will have the History musical presentation. We'll have Gullah Geechee books and DVDs and CDs for sale that you can get for holiday, as they call them, stocking stuffers, as well as there will be Gullah Geechee cuisine on sale that evening and other Gullah Geechee items that will be there in the house. And so we pray that you will go to Eventbrite. And if you are not going to be in the area on the Sea Islands to come out and celebrate with us and see this new presentation for the first time that it will premiere in the world, Please buy a ticket and let us know that that ticket is to go to one of our elders in the community. We'd like to be able to give away some tickets to our elders in the community here for them to be able to attend if some of them cannot afford to be able to purchase the ticket, which is only a $10 advance ticket and $15 at the door. For all of you who want to become members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that have not yet become members or want to contribute and donate, you can also go to that Eventbrite link. It is up at Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page. It's listed under the events right on the side. You can also just type in Watch Night Gullah Geechee Freedom, F-R-E-E-D-U-M, then space C-U-M for Eventbrite, and you'll also find the event come up there. And we will have this at Darrell Hall at Penn Center on St. Helena Island, South Carolina. Now, what's also coming up, and y'all will say, well, wait a minute, didn't y'all just have something at Penn Center? Yes, we did. As I said at the top of the show, we just completed our Heritage Day celebration. The 32nd annual celebration was a great success. We had people there from across the country and across the world. We had people there from Switzerland and various other places this year. It was truly a blessing to have everybody come out and to have more of our own natives of St. Helena actually come back and come out and support the event. We thank everyone that attended, our landowners, Farmers and Airs Property Workshop and those who couldn't attend, let me let you know now, we are already in the midst of planning two uh, consecutive two-week series so that we can further elaborate on what was presented and also represent some of those materials because it was very valuable material, and that will be shown on Gullah Geechee TV as well so that those who couldn't attend but want to have this kind of information at your disposal will be able to see that. So that will be coming up in some of the episodes you see before our anniversary this year. So we're going to have a number of TV shows coming up, not just once a week from here on out, but from now to the end of the year, you're going to see two to three episodes of Gullah Geechee TV every week so that this way not only do y'all who've been having withdrawal symptoms over the last month because we didn't air different things so that y'all could kind of catch up to where we were, but also so that throughout the Holy Day season we pray that you'll share the show with the family members. And, again, you can always go to TV. You can go to YouTube and look up Gullah TV, and please subscribe. We have over 200,000 views, but we'd like to get to that level of subscribers too. So please subscribe. That way every time we put up a new episode, you'll automatically be emailed and you know that it's there. And so part of those episodes will be shots from what took place at this year's Heritage Day celebration, and in particular my presentation as well as our opening ceremony that gives you a lot of the background and story of the founders of Penn School, which is the first trade, agricultural, and normal school for freedmen in America. Penn also served as the staging site for much of the trainings 
before the civil rights movement. And most people in the United States know that there have been a great deal of commemoration activities this year around the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which most of my listeners to this show, you know that was not the first Civil Rights Act in the United States. If you did not listen to my previous broadcast, just type in Queen Quet Civil Rights Acts, and you can go back in our archive for Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio and learn about the other ones that happened in the 1800s. You can also hear me on Gullah Geechee TV talk about this. Well, there is going to be a Penn Center Civil Rights Symposium. It's free to attend. It's taking place this Friday and Saturday, November 21st and 22nd, at Penn Center on historic St. Helena Island. If you'd like more details, call Penn Center at 843-838-2432, 843-838-2432. St. Helena Island played a pivotal role in the civil rights movement of the United States, and that is because of the fact that St. Helena Island has largely been a Gullah Geechee community from the time that it was named Santa Elena up to now, from Native American ancestry and indigenous African Gullah Geechee ancestry of the Sea Islands, I can say that my people have been here for multiple generations and have been a part of these various leading acts, movements toward freedom and equality. So Freedom Summer is one of the things that has been commemorated in a large part of the Deep South and in particular in Mississippi where there are many Geechees due to the fact that it was the summer. In fact, it was launched in June of 1964 that the Mississippi Summer Project campaign began that we now call Freedom Summer. And some of you have watched the documentaries that have been on about Freedom Summer. You've met some of the civil rights activists that are still around, and some of them have served on the board for Penn Center, the Board of Trustees, over the years. Well, there is an affinity to Penn Center because many of the people who trained to then go into the Deep South to help in Mississippi were people that were from this coast. Many people on St. Helena Island, Johns Island, were active part of the civil rights movement. And they also ended up where many of you have heard me talk about her, God bless the dead, Mama Seppi, Septima points at Clark, brought out of that movement the Freedom School. And that started up on Johns Island. We now have a Freedom School that one of our representatives for the Gullah Geechee Nation, Reverend Zach Lodge, has implemented it is in the point of building up in Brunswick, Georgia, today. So the work has not been in vain. The work did not end just because the 1964 Civil Rights Act came. There was continued work, and there is still ongoing work, to protect the civil and the human rights of people of African descent in the United States, and in particular in the Gullah Geechee Nation. So when we talk about going forward, of course, for Gullah Geechis, we did not stop at the civil rights movement. We are still in the midst of the human rights movement. But I wanted to ensure that many of my listeners were well aware of something that is a common bond here between those two movements, and that is the date July 2nd. The Civil Rights Act of 1964 was enacted on July 2nd. 1964, as a landmark piece of civil rights legislation 
in the United States. Now, that act was supposed to outlaw discrimination based on race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. Okay? Now, it was also to end segregation. That's essentially what people know it to have done, to allow for integration. We're not going to debate tonight whether integration was the best thing for us or not. We know we we have lost a lot as a result of integration in the black community. But now, the key point here is July 2nd. July 2nd is also the date that Denmark Vesey, or Denmark Vesey, was, was hung in Charleston for leading the Vesey uprising. He and Gullah Jack were hung because of their leadership in 1822. July 2nd, 2000, was the day of my installment and the date that the Gullah Geechee Nation officially became an internationally recognized nation of people for the first time in our story. So when we start to tie together our story, when we start to do an examination of going forward, I have to go back to Sankofa, go back and fetch it. We need to under and understand that things don't happen in a vacuum. There is divine order when we start to look at these dates being repeated over and over again. What we also need to recognize is that people who do not know their history are also destined to repeat it, but destined to repeat it because they're unaware that there was so much that had already come before them. Denmark, V.C. and Gullah Jack were fighting truly for human rights. The people in the civil rights movement used that as a tool and a mechanism to go forward, and then as they, their leaders started to enter into the human rights arena, the international arena, we know that there were all-out bloodbaths and massacres of various leaders over the course of not only Freedom Summer, but the entire era that we now refer to as the civil rights movement era. We know that in the human rights movement we are in now, there are still death threats. There are still threats to the life of the persons of us who are leaders within the human rights movement, those who have the passion, the focus, the purpose, and the desire to have equal rights for all people of the world as we continue to go forward. So do not take it lightly when you hear the date July 2nd. Do not just get ready for the barbecue two days later, but think of these things. Think of Denmark, V.C. and the uprising. Think of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 being enacted. Think of the Gullah Geechee Nation coming into full international existence, standing on our human right to self-determination. And then look at what you will do 50 years from now. Look at who will be talking about what legacy you left a hundred years from now. Look at what record of events will stand a hundred and fifty or more years from now. These are the types of things that are going to have to bring us forward into further discussion so that we are not simply having symposiums and discussions for the sake of just having them or these 50-year commemorations, these 150-year commemorations, dry long so, but so that we educate the current generations so that they don't think that they're the first ones born with some sense in their head or think that they suddenly need to create movements where movements are already taking place. 
one of the things that we have noticed a continued question popping up in social media is about the Gullah Geechee Nation and the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Corridor and which one is which and what's what repeatedly on Gullah Geechee TV, repeatedly on this show, repeatedly we have made it clear the Gullah Geechee Nation goes from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida and 30 to 35 miles inland to the St. John's River. It encompasses all of the sea islands that sit in the Atlantic Ocean and what is called the Carolina, Georgia, Low Country in northeastern Florida within that context of mileage. The Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Corridor is a U.S. national heritage area that runs through the Gullah Geechee Nation. Corridors run through something else that exists. If you have a corridor in a building, it goes through the building but the building had to be there first. The Gullah Geechee Nation existed first. The corridor came later. The corridor has a sunset date in terms of the commission that operates it, but the general management plan, which I chaired, will continue to be a guiding tool that the U.S. government would use for this national heritage area. The national heritage area will always continue to exist within the Gullah Geechee Nation if, The people carry out the mission of it. The mission of it was established to empower the Gullah Geechee people to continue their culture. So that means it is a grassroots effort. It is not a U.S. government top-down effort, but a grassroots to rise up from the people. So once again, when we start to examine things, let's not get it twisted, as the churns say. Stop thinking that you put the cart before the horse. The horse pulls the cart, okay? So here it is. The Gullah Geechee Nation already existed. It already stood. And how could it stand? It stood on the shoulders of our ancestors, such as Gullah Jack and Denmark Vesey, who fought for us to have our human rights. It stood on the shoulders of people like Reverend Willis T. Goodwin, God Bless the Dead, and Mama Seppi, Septima Poinsett Clark, and the various others who put their lives on the line during the Civil Rights Movement that led to the U.S. coming up with a Civil Rights Act of 1964. It took the Gullah Geechee Nation's leaders for there to be a Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Act that was signed into law in 2006 after nine years of my life putting in the effort through the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition for that act to create a federal corridor, the first ever national heritage area in the United States to focus on the living culture of people of African descent in America. So that is our story that we should be standing up and taking pride in, that we have been leaders, that we have been forward thinkers, that we have been visionaries, that we have been people that have not backed down in the face of death. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. Thank you, Ella Baker. God bless the dead. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. And so it is critical that people who are just coming into this recognize those who have given their life's blood to this movement of human rights that continues on the heels of what many call the civil rights movement and that you give respect to those who were the children, who were the teenagers, who were the college students, 
who were putting their lives on the line by marching and by leaving their homes on buses that could have been bombed, that could have been burned, people who were beaten in the streets and whose blood spilled during even Freedom Summer, during that same 1964 when the Civil Rights Act came. Do not believe that because the U.S. government signed something into law that then everything is fine and everybody sings kumbaya and all is well after that. There is still a struggle for people to have equality, and that is why going forward we are yet in the midst of many movements and many ideas and ideals that are being put forward by people around the world to protect the resources and the food security of our people even. The Gullah Geechee Nation's leaders, many of you who are on our Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page and those following our Twitter feed, you're well aware already. I have spent my life doing a lot of work in terms of the environmental movement, as some would call it, and now focused heavily on sea level rise and climate change and will continue to do this work. It has changed names over the years. I was recently interviewed by a television station, and they asked me about it, and I said, look, I was doing this when there was a word called erosion, um, as opposed to now hearing it called climate change and, you know, trying to mitigate the damages of climate change and dealing with acidification of the ocean and sea level rise and so on. Well, you would say, well, what this got to do with the other parts of what I was talking about? Because there are many people's communities that are not at the table in the discussion about what should not be built anymore in these communities, where emissions need to be lowered, where there should not be offshore drilling, there should not be fracking, there should not be resort builds into marshlands and other things. They are not at the table, and as a result, they're on the menu as people go ahead in the big fish and yampa and the leaf fish, and they are disseminating this misinformation to communities while they present destruction to those communities. And then the plan is to design removal projects, to design situations where these coastal communities, especially those of people of color or those that are called underrepresented and underserved communities instead of, you know, it used to be called low-income communities, get displaced because others can afford to build, as they say, seawalls and other things or put their houses on stilts and migrate inland and so forth. They want to make plans that instead of protecting these coastal areas from any further damage and trying to do as many restoration projects as possible, like what many of you see the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition engaged in all the time, they would rather sit around tables and plan for your future if you are not at the table to say, that's not the future I want. So many of us are at the table as Gullah Geechee Nation leaders so that there is forward progress for our community to be able to stick and stay, to be able to sustain that buzzword that's out there, to sustain our cultural community of the Gullah Geechee Nation from Jacksonville to Jacksonville. And, of course, people yet, want to live on the coast. They yet want to come to the beach here. They yet want to be in a semi-tropical atmosphere. They yet want to be able to come and sit beneath the palmetto trees and have some sweet tea with people upon the piazza. And so those piazzas will be crowded with others 
if we ourselves are not an active part of the movement to protect our own human rights and start spending time on issues of separation and issues of things that really don't matter for your future generation in the sense of you sitting around debating online about the history of our ancestral groups and whether or not the different ethnic groups that were from Africa were different. We know they're different because they have different names. What they had in common was that they were faced with the same issue, which was enslavement. And that's the issue you're faced with today. If you have somebody else controlling your food source, if they control your waterfront and you can't get to it, they're controlling your food source. If they can build things into it and poison your food source, they're controlling your food source. If you have people stopping you from being agrarian, meaning that you plant your own food and harvest it, they're controlling your food source. If people are setting laws to say that certain herbs that you harvest naturally that our ancestors harvested out the wood and think is illegal to be in your possession, they're controlling your spiritual source because now you are not now legally entitled to even heal your own body or sustain your own person. Well, these are human rights violations. This is when you go up another level beyond the civil law, your local law. This is beyond your civil rights. This becomes a human rights matter. And so this is why we are actively engaged in the various forums, the indigenous people's forums, the minority people's forums, the human rights commissions, and all of these things at the United Nations level and we will continue to do so. This is why we are engaged with the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank, seeking other resources in which to ensure that we not only just write plans on paper and make PowerPoint presentations to people at conferences, but that we bring in resources so that we can prepare our community for any potential disaster being caused by other people who are not Gullah Geechee, who this is not part of their cosmology or ideology of how to live in balance with the earth and the waterway, that we are here because our ancestors were here on this land and taught us how to live naturally with it, where others come in and decimate an area and then just move somewhere else. And that has been the history of their ancestry. So it's a little harder for them to grasp the things as quickly as we might about being able to stay situated where you are. This is not about a back-to-the-land movement for us. This is a remaining-on-the-land movement for us. And so this is critical as we go forward in the Gullah Geechee Nation and with our global supporters supporting our efforts to remain here as an indigenous subsistence community on the Sea Islands in particular and throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation that we get an under and an overstanding of what we are faced with. So, yes, when we have things like a Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month and we can celebrate that and go right out of it into a Heritage Day celebration and have people bombarding me with various questions about land and why am I always mentioning land and why am I always talking about staying on land, even in the midst of celebration, that seems to be your common theme, a man said to me. And I said, you're right, because without the land, we'd have no place to celebrate on. Without the land, we can't feed ourselves. Without this land, we would not have the Gullah Geechee culture. We are inextricably tied to this land and to these waterways. 
The land is our family, and the waterways are our bloodline. Y'all have heard me say it before, and you will continue to hear me say it as long as God gives me the voice to say so. And so it is critical now, going forward, that we have thousands of people become members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and lifelong members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. We thank everyone who has ever been a member, all the members that are still here, all the supporters globally that give to our various fundraising campaigns. We thank you for that. We are the premier organization for the advocacy for the rights of Gullah Geechee people worldwide. And so we are in a critical state. A critical mass has been reached in terms of having to open the eyes of people who are in positions of so-called power when they are at the local and state-level governments and they are implementing plans that are detrimental to coastline activities and that they want to turn their head to the very existence of climate change or sea level rise or ocean acidification, but they want to yet advertise that more and more tourists need come in to these areas which then allow for more emissions to come into these areas as well. So we need your help. We need your support. So we pray that many of you will email us at G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. Again, that's G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com and become members. We pray that many of you will come out on December the 20th at Darrell Hall at Penn Center to watch Night Gullah Geechee Freedom come or that you will at least purchase tickets or make your donations online as you see us posting the information at Gullah Geechee Nation's Facebook fan page and at Gullah Geechee on Twitter about the event so that this way you can come out and be an active part of being with the community that continues to hold on to land, hold on to Gullah Geechee history, heritage, traditions, culture, the true traditionalists that are living. Who we be down here and thing like that, Eddie. And now, why is this so important for me to even talk about this right now? Because November, we are into November now. This is when tax bills will be arriving in the mail. If you haven't already received it, it's on the way. They never miss a beat with sending out the tax bills. And so we know last year this time I was telling people to make sure that you checked on those reassessment letters and that you appealed. And many of you that tuned in, you did that, and I pray that you got the results I got and that you won your appeal and that the prices had to be lowered in terms of the taxes. But we pray that you have been able this year, in spite of a lot of financial obstacles many have been faced with, to have been blessed to overcome those obstacles so that you already have the money in the family coffer, in that mason jar, wherever, where we've been a save and things like that online all year, the money weekly with the weekly savings so that you have the money to pay your taxes and continue to be able to hold on to your land. And as I mentioned, we will be having the landowners, farmers, and heirs' property workshops in March and April 2014 that will be available to the public. They'll be free to enter. We'll just ask for people to give donations toward the sponsors of it so we can continue to have handouts and other materials available. We're seeking some sponsors now so we can have certain books available that we can give away to community members that attend as well that we feel are vital resources 
so that you will have manuals that you can take to the family reunion and take to your family members to help educate about ways to keep your land and to continue to live our history and heritage and culture on the land for many, many more generations to come, that you will continue a forward movement to protect the human rights of our future generations. And that honey can learn the children what it kind of you know and things like that. It would think it or no thing and things like that, but we see there for that. And so it is critical right now, globally, that all of these coastlines be protected. As many of us have seen, we have been blessed to not have had hurricanes hit the Gullah Geechee Nation coast this year. That is truly a blessing. But we have witnessed many other places that normally don't get hurricanes on the Pacific coast getting hit with hurricanes. Fortunately, the Gulf Coast did well this year and really didn't have to face any major calamity in that regard. Praise God for that. But I have sat in the room no later than just a few days ago with people who are from Mississippi and Louisiana who are still there fighting to hold on, still trying to rebuild, and how they have talked about the corruption and how funds that would be brought into their communities for people to actually be able to rebuild and go back into their homes and other historic institutions, that those funds got diverted by their local governments into other things. And so there are people still suffering or some that have never been able to return, or they talk about all of these multibillion-dollar utility companies coming into their land while they can't get a few thousand dollars even for health care in places that have large incidents of cancer and people continuing to die. These are some of the environmental justice issues and environmental justice things that you see that we are working with partners and collaborators, and some would say co-conspirators even. I've been taught that word by my academic partners uh, in regard to the environmental justice movement, because all of these elements of what we're discussing have always been a part of these movements. What is the environmental climate, not just the political climate, what is the environmental climate that we are living in at the time? Because if your people are ill, if your people lose their physical strength, they cannot fight, or they cannot fight very long. They would lose. Your warriors have to be strong spiritually, mentally, and physically to be able to sustain themselves on the battlefield. And so many of you who were at Heritage Days and came to the traditional prayer service at Bethesda, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. might come to your mind right now. And so you might remember that from the bush over the, and the prayers or something like that. But I'm telling you, being on the battlefield takes wherewithal. It takes a will to survive, and it takes a mind for freedom. And so you have to wake up each morning with your mind stayed on freedom to be able to navigate all of these movements and to see where they all are holistically a part of one thing, the human rights and the continuation of culture in a cultural community. And so as we go forward in the Gullah Geechee Nation, yes, you will see the Gullah Geechee name pop up 
in environmental justice movement and civil rights history and human rights story and all of these different arenas that are state, local, federal, that are international bodies and arenas because it is necessary for our voice to be heard within those walls, within these movements, within the roads and the streets where these marches are going on, on these online campaigns and within your social media as well. And so we pray that you all would stop just taking the time to make things go viral that are sickening to people, okay? We are sending around videos and things that are viral because they're making people mentally and spiritually sick because they're perpetuating foolishness, wherein we don't make things that are educational go viral. We don't make the stories of our ancestors that fought and stood up and our elders that fought and stood up and the people of today that are standing up and fighting for our benefit go viral. We look at that and don't look at it. We see it and we get eight, ten likes. But if you put up somebody fighting somebody and slapping somebody, you're getting 1,000 and 10,000 shares and likes all over the place. We need to recognize when it's a viable fight. When there is a movement going on, going forward, these are the things that we need to take more and more interest in. We need to encourage one another to become more and more literate. That was what we celebrated this year at Heritage Days, Penn's Promise, Legacy, Literacy, and Land. And when you see the video of me doing welcoming remarks as a co-chair for the second year in a row, you will hear me emphasize why it is important for our children to be literate so that they understand and understand our legacy. And then that way we're not talking about a promise anymore. We're talking about a promise having been fulfilled, that promise of freedom, and that promise that we would carry on as our elders pass away. They are looking for us to carry on this movement of freedom, but we can only do that if we are enlightened about who we be and thing like that. Enlightened for be able for London children who we be and thing like that. Now I know plenty of y'all try to blame school districts and school systems and say, oh, but things are falling apart because they ain't getting funding at the school, and then the children don't have the books they need, and they don't have the technology and all the stuff. Well, it's kind of interesting to me that you could blame all that on other people. The only time that we have ever had our schools get any of the things we needed, it was because our own people started to be active in movements to make sure that we got the funding in our schools and in our school districts instead of being separate but unequal. Okay? So now you got integrated and still have unequal. And that is because many times we are not at the table and we are not there in these district meetings demanding that an equal amount of resources come into our schools. And so I'm proud of the people who came out on John's Island who are standing up to have the Angel Oak Elementary School have a brand-new school built, and I pray there will be a state-of-the-art school. I'm proud of all the people who are yet holding on within the public school system and not just jumping ship and starting up new charter schools all over the place, which is not a bad idea. But we need to also be educating our children at home, and we have more and more means by which to do that since technology will allow you to watch a video and read a book about almost anything online for free. So there's no reason to blame 
the school for your child not being educated or your whole family for not uplifting itself because you can spend more time on the Internet reading and learning about positive things and about our story than you spend watching reality TV. That is a choice, and it has always been a choice. When they told us that it was illegal for African people to read or write, it actually created a movement of underground schooling. People were teaching each other how to read and write in the cotton field. So what is the excuse today? You cannot blame somebody else for the fact that your child or you yourself are are not literate or not fully literate, not functionally literate. You have programs out here that are free that you can go to and learn how to read even more. St. Helena Library has tutoring, has state-of-the-art activities, has people there that will help you become literate not only with just books but also with technology. And these classes, these workshops are free. I'm a computer scientist and mathematician, and I look forward to the days when I am actually on St. Helena Island to go in and take advantage of these things. These are the types of things that are necessary for forward movement in the world now. We need to be a literate group of people. We need to have a legacy of people that will be able to hold on to the land because it takes technological understanding and knowledge. It takes critical reading ability to be able to read all these documents that pertain to your land nowadays and that pertain to land use and land use codes and the various things that are being voted in by these people who are now going to be governing your local state and federal offices come January 2015. So you have the Gullah Geechee Nation's leadership at your disposal. You can email me at any time, G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. No, I'm not the person that's always going to contact you back. That is why we have an Assembly of Representatives. That is why we have a Wisdom Circle Council of Elders. I've had people make contact with our office then when they are contacted back by a Gullah Geechee Nation leader for their area that represents their area, they tell the person, I didn't want to talk to you, I want to speak to Queen Quet. Well, that's unacceptable. The person is there in their position and in their role to assist and so that they can help you, so that they can get the resources to you that are your resources. You pay taxes for these things, from everything from your sales tax to your land tax, is being utilized whether you say it should be utilized for a certain thing or not. So I think it would behoove you to ensure that you support us as your leaders that are ensuring that those resources come back into your community. And then when we have institutions there, like the schools, like the St. Helena Public Library, like our various nonprofit institutions and museums, and we are providing you with free services like workshops and presentations and so on, it behooves you to come out to these things, gain knowledge, have that turn into some wisdom, but you only get it if you have understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing, but in all you'll get it, get understanding. That is my favorite proverb in all the world, and that is why I do this broadcast every week that God sends that allows me to be in the airwaves, whether I'm in or out of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Y'all know I try not to miss a Monday. When I miss a Monday, you can guarantee I am in 
a meeting at an event presenting or on an airplane going to yet represent Gullah Geechee people somewhere in the world and that y'all are going to be updated as to how come I ain't been y'all the week before and thing like that. And many of my listeners, I throw you off when I end up doing shows at other times during the week. So that's how come I opted last week not to have the broadcast on a different day because last Monday I was actually coming back from Sandy Island here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Many of you heard of Sandy Island for the first time when we had an entire Gullah Geechee family drown because vote access is the only way to Sandy Island. And the people were very pleased and very happy when they saw me arrive there last Monday. And I thought it not robbery to not be on the air, to instead forfeit being on the air, to actually be there and to be with the people and to take that journey to actually see what is still being held on to, but all the needs that we still need to face and to do there. And so you all will see a great deal of information coming up in the conch, and you all will see things on Gullah Geechee TV so that we can help them to raise the remaining $60,000 or so. Some of you saw me talk about it this past year, this past August, when I went up to Georgetown to receive the Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Proclamation that we encouraged the Georgetown Town Council and the County Council to go ahead and allocate the $60,000 match for Sandy Island so that our people can have a sufficient vote that can take the families back and forth so that many of the family members that have moved off the island can move back on, that they can continue to have a viable community there. And much of the island is protected. It is under conservation easements. Much of it is part of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the National Wildlife Refuge System, and there's a lot of the land that is also part of the uh, Nature Conservancy land. Some is part of Brook Green Gardens land, and that is part of a long legacy and history of the plantation that was there. And so we know that it is critical that our people have modes of transportation, intermodal transportation, that is safe so that we can yet remain on these islands, whether we get there by bridge, by car, by by plane, by us landing in the field like a helicopter can there on Sandy Island if there is a fire, but also by boat, the same way our ancestors did. And we truly still believe the water to bring me up, the water going to take me back. But we do not want the water taken back our people by them drowning in the waterways, and we don't want the water taking back our people because somehow our people eat food out of waters that are now polluted because people had no regard and no respect for how to live in balance with this environment. And so it is critical that as we go forward in time that we keep in mind the various movements that have happened, the various movements we've celebrated and commemorated throughout this year, but we start to look forward to a future that has a balanced continuation of our legacy and our story about who we be down here, and we be Gullah Geechee, black, gold, anointed people. I definitely want to thank everyone who continues to support this radio broadcast and everyone that makes contributions 
everything from when y'all just come and push a $5 bill, a $10 bill in my hand, just shaking my hand, to those who send in checks just, you know, and say, here it is, just please keep doing the work that you're doing. You are a blessing to us and to me in particular because it makes me know that my living is not in vain and that this charge to keep that I have is truly divinely my purpose and my calling. It is something that I wake each day looking forward to doing and looking forward to hearing from Hunter Chillin, whether Hunter to contact we from Facebook, whether Hunter to tweet back to we and thing like that, if on Twitter, whether Hunter to come from Instagram to join we and thing like that, to look at the pictures and to make comment and thing, or if you're emailing the office. And many of you know that I've been on the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour all year. That world tour continues into 2015 as well. We have a number of bookings for the Gullah Connection and I to come to a number of places around the country already. Don't think that, oh, well, you thinking of something next November so you get to me later. I already have some booked in November 2015. So please, if that's what you're waiting to do going forward as well, Make sure you get in touch with my office now. You can either email G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com or go to www.QueenQuet.com and look under the booking link, send an email there with all the details that are required, and let us go ahead and get things situated with you because we are at a critical state. We have reached a point of critical mass in terms of being able to raise funds to protect land here and to have a land fund for our communities, for our families, to be able to pay these taxes and to be able to sustain their land and to have more and more of these land workshops, these air property workshops, to keep our people on the land. So we need your continued support. We thank everyone that has done a fundraiser with us or for us this year in the various parts of the country. We thank you so much, and we thank everyone else that's out there that are part of the work right now going forward into 2015. Bear in mind, March of 2015 will again be Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month. We're calling on all civic groups, all alternative spring break groups, other groups that sororities, fraternities, various universities, middle school, high school, you want to come out, you want to volunteer with some of the restoration work that we're doing in the community, you want to help us with various things like Yenna House and the restoration there, work that's going to be going on at Penn Center, restoration work there, our Gullah Geechee Outdoors projects that we have on Palawan Island, St. Helena Island, that you want to help and also helping, as we always do, with elders' homes in various parts of the Gullah Geechee Nation to help with different restoration work and little touch-up work for them with their yards and windowsills and various things. If you want to help or you want to donate supplies so that these kind of things, environmental cleanup projects and elders' home touch-up projects can be done, Please get in touch with us right away. We have a lot of universities returning to us this year, and we're praying for some new ones to join us as well. And so make sure to email us now. All of those groups take the Gullah Root Experience Tour. Many of them also have our workshops and have lunches with us as well. 
so that they get a full educational and transformational learning opportunity while they're here as well. And that is also the month when we have our Coastal Coaches Conference that happens at Hunting Island Nature Center, which is one of our partnering institutions as well. So please make sure to email us. Once again, the email address, G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AmericaOnline.com. That's what AOL stands for. Make sure to get in touch with us so that we can go ahead and get things situated with an itinerary, get you locked in as one of the groups that's coming in to help. doesn't matter. We have a lot of our environmental groups, like Keeping It Wild, that come down from Atlanta, that are folks that are not at one particular university, but they're some of our environmental partners, and they want to make sure that these islands are, our environment is healthy, that our community and our elders have a high quality of life. This is what we are working on going forward. This is what pays true homage to our ancestors of the Civil Rights Movement and Freedom Summer. This is what pays true homage to the loss of life, the blood that was shed by Denmark Vesey and Gullah Jack. This is what freedom schools were about, was to educate, to uplift, and to train another generation to teach the next ones coming behind them. Each one teach one. Each one needs to stand up together and unite and be interlinked now in this human rights movement of the Gullah Geechee Nation going forward. And so I'm pleased to continue to have the support from many of you around the world and throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation, and I want to say thank you, thank you to all of you partners and things like that that got me going from everywhere, from conferences to doing webinars to training sessions and all of that in regard to these issues. And we'll continue to document these and share these so that those who cannot attend these things, because we know a lot is cost prohibitive, that they're available to you as resources. Please use them. Use Gullah Geechee TV on YouTube. Use Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio to share with the family for sure. And I want see Hunter Chillin come to the door at Watch Night. Gullah Geechee Freedom come on Saturday, December the 20th of this year. We want you to be in the house with us as we shout, as we grind on in to another celebration of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition anniversary. And so thank you, thank you to all the Hunter children. Well, yet it is your show and download them on iTunes and things like that every week to your iPad and things like that and read or watch them what a join we in person and tell me, say you're yet it is show. So thank you, thank you, Hunter children. This year the Queen Quet, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad he Hunter grind forward with we by tuning in to this Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. Peace and blessings, children. Keep the movement going on, because we who believe in freedom cannot rest until they come.